Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hi, Jody. I'm so excited for this week's episode. We have an old friend joining us. Hi, Eleni. Yes, um, today's episode is really special to me because I've known our guest, Monet Everett, for many, many years. And she is, I feel like, I think we're very similar. I'll say we both really understand that it's a hustle to get to your goals. And she and I have been hustling <laughs> on the same path, you know, different roads since she's a hairstylist uh, and I'm not, but very similarly for many, many years. And uh, we worked with her behind the scenes at photo shoots. She also um, worked with our team. We did an incredible immersion program with her a few years ago to learn deeper, deeper, deeper dive into what it takes on set to get textured hairstyles to do what we want them to do on set, but with also multiple style changes and what prep time we need. So it's really informative on the way that we plan shoots today. Oh, that's amazing. That's such a good word, hustling for Monet. I feel like she's so synonymous with that in my mind. Every time I see her, she's just like a bundle of energy. She's on it. She's always like, you know, in the room where it happens. And she's amazing at the different things we've worked with her on as well. That's great. So tell me more about the episode. What can I expect from the game? this week? <laughs> well, um, everyone has to go back to our Instagram because that's ex- Instagram exclusive content, I'll remind you. But we play a really fun game every single week with our guests. And this one with Monet was awesome. We went through iconic hairstyles from across many, many decades. And I'd, I'd say Monet and I both left that game feeling inspired to go a little retro with our hair, maybe some 80s or 90s throwbacks. That's amazing. We're going to have to get some of those styles into your next hair and makeup looks for different upcoming events. <laughs> yes. And um, Natasha, our producer, asked me to dig up some photos, which I don't have. So I have to figure out where to find them. But I will look. That's great. Okay. So Monet talked a lot about different hairstyles. Um, what else? Well, she, like I said, is really an amazingly inspiring um, entrepreneur herself. She talked about the Monet Life Academy. This is an online academy that teaches hairstyles, how to style for editorial, how to get into the celebrity styling world, and um, how to work across all hair textures. And she also has the Texture Style Awards, which is coming up really soon. Do you know anything about that awards show? I have seen the coverage for this on social media. I know it's a a competition for hairstylists, and it's really centered around diversity and inclusion, helping hairstylists and their clients see the beauty in all hair textures, um, which is something that we know personally, Monet, is so wonderful at being a champion for. And it's a really great bridge between this quarter of influencers and our next quarter with artistry and influencing. Yes, it's incredible how... If you're an artist, a hairstylist, makeup artist, esthetician, whatever, you also have to be an influencer today, right, to grow your business. So this is really what we're exploring in this theme. I love it. I'm so excited to listen to more. So here is episode 235 with Monet Everett. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. We are a career journey podcast talking about what it's like to define success and reach for it in the beauty and wellness industries. Today, we continue our influencer journey theme with Monet Everett, a celebrity hairstylist, author, and diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant. With over 20 years of the industry experience, Monet loves to educate and has launched the Monet Life Academy, an online academy specifically for hairstylists and makeup artists, teaching how to style for editorial, celebrity, and all hair textures. Her passion project, the Texture Style Awards, is a competition for hairstylists, 
centered around diversity and inclusion, helping hairstylists recognize that their skills not only make clients look good, but help the world to see the beauty in all hair textures. I'm excited to dive into the conversation about her career journey from behind the chair to magazine cover shoots all on episode 235. Hi, Monet. Hi, Jody. How are you? Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you for having me. I mean, there's nowhere else in the world I would rather be than here with you. You are so sweet. And I want to give our fans like a little lay of the land of we've known each other for a really long time, like a really, really long time. We've worked together on commercial shoot work. We've commiserated with each other about how hard it is to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) Do you remember how we met? I don't remember exactly how we met. I do know that you have always been kind to me. You have invited me to different events that you've thrown for brands. You've always taken the time to talk to me. I knew, I'm pretty sure I knew about your podcast before we met. So I was like even more excited to meet you. Okay, so I've had the show for six years. So I think we've definitely known each other for almost six years. Almost, Yeah, it was brand new. It was brand new. And you were like, right. you've heard my podcast? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to go into my LinkedIn. I wonder if we met on LinkedIn because you are so good at like connecting. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go back in time. This is like all in real time. Let me, let me see. Okay. So 2021. Oh no, we knew each other. We knew each other before that. Before that. Yeah. So that's the first message in the, like the lineup. So let me check my email. This is an all in real time discovery because I want to I want to figure this out. I feel like you you introduce yourself. Absolutely. Um, you know, I moved to New York about 12 years ago and the goal was to do things totally different, to have a different career than working in the salon. And I was like, OK, if I'm going to do this, I got to put myself out there and meet people. I am such an introvert. So I made it like my life's mission to introduce myself to people, which is like it makes my knees shake every time I do it, even to this day. But I'm happy I introduced myself to you. I think we started knowing each other around 2018. I really no, think it was earlier before that. Yeah, I think it was before that too. Okay, so we I have a call sheet from a shoot of, from October 2018, but I feel like we must have known each other for like two years before that. I think it's exactly. like 2016. I would guess that that's exactly what I was going to say. I think we knew each other two years before that because we were so excited to finally be able to literally work together instead of just, you know, me coming to one of your events or seeing each other out and about. Oh, this is so great. I love going back in time. Okay, so that was just a little walk down memory lane. I don't have any emails before 2018. So we might have met each other at an event Mm -hmm. and then talked on the actual telephone. That's what people did back then. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's get down to business. I want to start at the beginning and the beginning for this show since we're career journey is those um, career aspirations that we have when we're young. So go back to your 11 year old self. What do you want to be when you grow up? A singer. Uh, everyone else in my family could dance and I could dance. So I was like, okay, I want to be in front of people. I want to be a singer. And then I learned that I couldn't sing. Uh, so maybe that wasn't going to work. I was good enough for like the competitive travel courses at that age group, but a singer was not what I was meant to be. And then I said, okay, well, if I can't sing, I still want to be in front of people. What else can I do? So then I wanted to go into radio and TV and I worked at that for a while. I, I focused on that. I really wanted to be a radio personality. But right before going to college, I was like, you know, I was super opinionated about how people look. So people were like, you can't do better. And I thought, like, with a little training, 
I'm sure I could do better because like you keep talking about times were different. We didn't even have like e red carpet. We certainly didn't have social media. So it was not the norm to sit around and have all these, you know, opinions on people's look, but I fell in love with it. So that is so fun that you were talking about this and then a peer said to you, like, then you do better. I love this challenge. Yep. I feel like uh, your personality loves to meet challenges. So what a, what a good way. Okay, but how did you actually pick, you know, hair, right? Because there's a lot, you could have gone into fashion. Like, there's a lot of ways to achieve a look. So why hair? No one has ever asked me that question, why hair? So my off-the-cuff answer is my school offered uh, fashion and I was taking those classes and I knew like I wouldn't be able to pursue it. No part of me thought I was really becoming equipped to do fashion from those classes. But my school also offered cosmetology and the women, the girls who were taking cosmetology loved it. So I was like, oh, you can be licensed when you graduate high school. This is amazing. So I started trying to apply for the cosmetology program. It was a vocational center attached to my high school and that mattered for a lot of other reasons. Um, but they would never select me. And then I would be, at, I got to the point where I could have graduated at 16 as a junior, which now I know that means they wouldn't have gotten money for me. So the school didn't like that. And all of a sudden they were like, oh, if you come back your senior year, I literally needed one elective. I was able to take cosmetology and take English. That's all I needed to graduate. Um, but it was a two-year program. So I had to come back my freshman year in college. But, you know, I had no idea so many different careers existed. That's why I tried my hardest to teach different people because I thought, well, I'm right outside of D.C., you know, the huge city that is D.C., now knowing that's like not a beauty or fashion place. But I didn't know that at the time. Um, I had no idea what I didn't know. I didn't know these other things existed. Well, I want to hear about your first gig doing hair. Like, do you remember like the first time someone paid you to do hair or anything about hair, washing hair, whatever it is? Yeah. So I feel like it was before cosmetology school. So before I was 17 and I remember the house that we lived in um, was two level and my room was on the bottom floor. Um, but everybody else, everything else was upstairs. So I had a friend who would ask me to do her hair and then she started telling other people. So I started running a salon out of the first floor of my house. And like, you couldn't tell me anything. I had always worked um, in high school. I started at 14 with like paying jobs. And then I was like, well, people are paying me to do their hair too. So school kind of went on the back burner. I was fortunate enough to still do well in it, but my focus was my jobs and my salon. I was running out of my house. You know, when you started in the industry after getting your license, making connections is all about looking in the um, the fine printed magazines to yeah, figure out who were yes. the photographers and the hairstylists and trying to get, you know, apprenticeship or opportunities mm -hmm. that way. That feels like a long time ago, right? That that's how people connected now. It's easy enough for people to DM you and ask questions. I've always seen you as someone who loves to mentor. Is that really the spirit that goes into like the texture awards and everything else that you do outside of, you know, actually doing hair behind the chair? Yeah. So I feel like we're, we're skipping over, like most people do, the, the struggles and the really hard times and the tears and the weeping and the not knowing if I'm going to make it or if I need to go somewhere else. So things went really well for me and then they got really horrible. And I remember begging God, like, if this is for me, 
if this is where you want me to be and you make it better, I promise you I will mentor other people. Like it was a soul aching cry. Like if you let me through this and let me figure out the way I will mentor other people. And so I have uh, stayed true to that, uh, reaching out to other people, answering questions when they ask me. People like you, Jody, have helped me. And it was never something you had to do. So I always look back fondly and favorably to people who have helped me. And I know that you are only blessed with more in your hand if you give others. You got to empty and make some space. So you got to give others something for you to get something. You know, it's so interesting because when I think of your career, like you've worked on so many, like um, I focus a lot on the young celebrities, young Hollywood. You're like yeah. you're, you're, I feel like you're one, probably one of the most like voices of professional hair in their lives when they start their careers. You're like yeah. been able to be like really right there in that moment where they're becoming big stars. And I'm sure they really value that relationship. So you're, yeah. you're talking about the tough times and I'm thinking about all the celebrities. So what changed, like what, what sent you from, um, like everything being fine into like, you know, it sounds like despair mm -hmm. before you're able to get to where you are now. I just literally had no idea what to do. There was no one for me to go to. There were no working artists willing to tell me the proper steps or um, understanding that there's a difference between someone who is successful and someone who is able to teach you. So maybe they mm -hmm. tried to tell me the steps, but they might have left a few things out here and there. So I would say I was doing really well in the D.C. area. I was doing shoots when I wanted to. I was sought after. Um, but I also had a job working, managing a salon, and then I became a hair color educator. And literally one day they called in the thousands of us that they hired and fired us. They told us mm -hmm. they changed their mind on their on the position and basically everybody was laid off. And I was really blessed that they literally had this meeting one day after my three months. So they had to give me a severance. They <sighs> they thought they were firing everybody. No ma'am, you're gonna have to pay me. Uh, so it was absolute despair because I lost my job. I uh, lost my long-term boyfriend and I lost my apartment in the same week none of them having anything to do with me um, the apartment I lost because my landlord ran into issues and had stopped paying the mortgage and then when I turned the boyfriend that wanted to get married like oh so I guess time is working out now we can move in he was like no ma'am uh, so things really fell apart and I had to figure out how to dig myself out of this hole like Everything that I looked towards was, uh, you know, receding from me. So I decided that I wanted to move to New York, but I was really scared to make that move. I worked a lot of different connections. I emailed people. I was going to websites. I was going through magazines. I made all of these connections just enough for me to move to New York and things were going well and then they just fell apart again. And I like to call these things out because sometimes you see people and you're thinking, oh, their talent is so great and they made a few phone calls and whoop, look at them now. And I'm like, that is absolutely not how it went. And just a a point for why I believe things fell apart when I moved to New York was I had a book and resources for the DC area, not for New York. So I had a few lucky opportunities, but not enough to sustain me. I, I had not planted enough seeds to reap what I had sown. But no one told me that. I didn't know I needed to do that ahead of time. 
It's so interesting because as you're talking, you're kind of walking down memory lane, it's making me think about, gosh, I like was right there with you, like crying on my friend's couches. Why am I doing this? Uh There's no future here. What am I going to do? I don't feel that way anymore. But like, that was kind of my everyday for a really long time. Like the uncertainty, the worry, the lack of confidence. I definitely had low self-esteem. And I um, didn't have the power to believe in myself. I just sort of kept trying, right? Absolutely. And and more than the power um, to believe in yourself and the self-esteem, that's important. But sometimes I want to give a literal word to it too. If you're not getting booked or if you don't have the money, that's more than just a belief, but that's a symptom of needing to do something different. And sometimes we don't know the answer. Like I was going to salon managers asking them what to do. Girl, they don't know how to be a celebrity hairstylist. If they did, they would be. But they would give me crap advice and I would say, oh, this person's so smart. Let me follow it. And it would be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're making me think of the hustle. I mean, I still hustle today. Yes. It just looks different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the early days of my business, Space Beauty, you know, I knew we were good, but no one else knew it. And I didn't actually have the portfolio work to prove it. So I had to, you know, like you did, meet photographers, yeah. become friends with them, ask them if we can, like, you know, I have these ideas for shoots. Can I art direct it? Right. And just like literally hustle. Um, everybody needs to build their portfolio, Absolutely. not just me. Right. So it benefited everybody. And, you know, basically doing free work for yourself to prove to the world that you can do it is what it takes. And it's probably the same for you in your career. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Like you have to do a photo shoot to say that you can do a photo shoot for a soda company. They have to see that because for some reason they think that's different than doing a photo shoot from a sh- for a shoe company. And they're like, well, we haven't seen that in your book or to say you can do, you know, shoulder length hair versus waist length hair. And you're like, what the hell? Like, can't you see it's hair? No, the truth of the matter is they literally absolutely cannot because they know how to do their job. They don't know how to do your job. So they can't risk you not doing your part, right? They have to see it all laid out. Our theme this quarter that you're part of is influencer journey and artistry. Your form of influence comes in a lot of ways. Obviously, the impact you have on your celebrity clients um, as you're helping them in the formative years of their career, because I love that you work with some of these young celebrities. I know you work with celebrities my age, too, but I just love focusing on the young people because you get to do really cool things with the young people. <laughs> they just like. So true. Oh, my God. Yes, you're so right. The Gen Z girls. But, you know, we're moving into. Well, you know this because we talked about Gen Z moving into Gen Alpha like crazy what do you mean you people are old enough to be acting and singing blasphemy okay so you are influential in that way but you're also influential in the work that you do through education and the texture style awards so I do want to spend a few minutes talking about this because I know it's really important to you and I think what you're doing here is a different type of influence, right? It's what what you're saying to people who look up to you is like, you can do it too, right? Absolutely. So tell us about the Texture Style Awards and um, who participates and why it's meaningful to them. Sure. So the Texture Style Awards are the first and only award show made to celebrate all four hair textures. So that's everybody in the world's hair texture. You fall into one of those four. And the artist who slay them. It's a diversity and inclusion initiative that shows the importance of being able to style all hair textures. So this is great for the salon stylist or for the stylist who wants to work beyond the chair. And if you want to work beyond the chair, 
this is great for those artists as well because many times the same artists are getting booked and maybe they are not the most qualified for the job. So I'm here to also shake up the beauty industry by showing different forms of talent. And what form do these awards take? Like, is it, am I watching someone get their hair done in front of me in an award show? Like, what, 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 what can people expect? So uh, you artists have until June 30th to submit their work. They can submit their work in up to 10 different categories. So there's eight pro categories, straight hair, wavy hair, curly hair, and coily hair, up style or down style. So those are eight categories. And we have two categories for cosmetology up style or down style. They have until June 30th to submit their work through texturestyleawards.com. Then we have our celebrity stylist panel. We have 24 celebrity stylists. So salon owners, wedding artists, celebrity artists, they go through the work and narrow it down to the top um, in each category. And then we open up for public voting at the end of July. From there, we have a live ceremony in New York City on August 13th. And we'll have a ceremony where we will choose from the nominees and then we will award the recipient with thousands of dollars in products and tools, one-on-one -on -one mentorship from the brands, private event invitations, and all types of uh, press and opportunities. I love this. Okay, and then for the awards themselves, are there brand sponsors and partners that you have? Absolutely. So we have some great sponsors, but there's always room for more. Right now, our uh, main sponsor is BBI. That's Weedad, Wet Brush, Curls, and Bioionic. We also have Mayavada. We have Moroccan Oil, Ulta Beauty, uh, and a few other great sponsors. But there is definitely a want for more sponsors. So if you believe in diversity and inclusion, and you want to be supportive of the beauty industry, we would love to have you. Okay, so all of our friends listening in the hair industry, please support this award show. This is the second yes. year, and I have a feeling yes. this is the second of many, many. And you can be on the front lines with Monet on this important initiative. And, you know, and, and be, before we know it, we're going to blink, and this is going to be like a TV series. So get it on the ground floor. Yes. Exactly, exactly. And one more thing that I have coming up on June 12th, so this upcoming Monday night, we are having an intimate diversity and inclusion conversation about breaking barriers in the hairstyling industry. And I would love for you guys to join me there. Um, all you need to do to join is uh, just go to tinyurl.com slash TSA talk uh, to register. It's going to be in New York City at the Weedad flagship salon. We're expecting a great outturn. We're going to have Kia Neal, who is a diversity and inclusion advocate for hairstylists in the salon, as well as Derek Monroe, who is an Emmy-nominated hairstylist and talk show producer himself. Oh, you would watch the TV series? I love that. Please, let's get that word out there. From you guys' mouth to God's ears, let's make it happen. Okay, so just back to Texture Style Awards. For those stylists who want to submit, are they submitting photos, videos? What is it? What is the media that they need to give you? Oh my goodness, thanks for asking. They are submitting photos, but here's the thing. You don't even have to hire a photographer. You can take your own smartphone image, just put them on a solid background, solid white, solid blue, whatever you got. This is about celebrating the hair texture. Um, and when you go to texturestylewars.com, we break down the entries. We tell you step-by-step step how the images need to look. Mainly, we need to see the hair texture, the final hair texture of the style. We do not care what texture they started with, but if you're entering the curly hair updo, we need to see some curly hair and an up style uh, for the competition. We make it 
crazy, crazy simple. Okay. I love this. And um, let's just talk a little bit before we close out the interview portion of the show on Monet Life Academy, because this you've been doing for quite some time. So tell me about the purpose of this academy and who your students are. Absolutely. So the Monet Life Academy has been my heart's work. I work with hairstylists and makeup artists who want to get into the industry, whether that's working with celebrities or doing advertisements or working fashion week. And really, there is no information out there for us on how to do it successfully. Like there's this really big lie out there that no one gets paid for working at fashion week. And that is just absolutely not true. When you know the proper ways to present yourself, you find ways to get paid. So I help heart artists with that. And then I have my master program, Celeb Gigs Academy. That's for when you are ready to really get this career moving. You're wanting to be invited to the events. You want to be featured. You want to work with celebrities. You want to be written up in magazines. You want to do advertisements. And you are ready to put in that work and you're ready to collect some big money. That's when you come to Celeb Gigs Academy. Love it. Okay. So last question or series of questions before we go to our after show. I believe that you and I are probably equal in our ambition. So I struggle with the seduction of success, which means I get a little taste of a win and then I want more and more and more. And then I sort of like, you know, zero in on it and everything else sort of disappears. But I don't want that, right? I want a dynamic life. I want to spend time with my family, my dog, you know, exercise, go to the movies, go to Broadway shows, whatever it is. So how do you address and manage the seduction that comes with reaching your goals? You said that in such a beautiful way, the seduction of success, I would probably call it other things. But I think we're talking about the same thing. Honestly, I really still uh, focus in and narrow in. I would love to have a better balanced life. I'm very single and very much looking. Um, as my dating coach is telling me, clearly I need to say that because people say really weird things to you like, oh, since you're successful, you don't want a family and you don't want to do anything else. And thank you for calling out the BS that is that. We want dynamic, loving lives. Uh, so what I'm doing is being more vocal about my want to have a more balanced life making myself get up from the computer and go for a walk, getting in a little exercise here and there, making myself pick up the phone and call other people. I have certainly not mastered it, but I am I am turning my focus that way. Okay, since we are going to be manifesting a lot for you today, why don't you tell us who yes. you're looking for as a partner? Let's put it out there, Monet. Oh, Jody, you know what? Normally I would get embarrassed and literally run, but I'm not because I am super single. So... I would love a kind, charismatic man. He's very kind to me, very uh, understanding, very supportive. I want him to have some ambitions of his own, but really appreciating my ambition as well. Uh, One who understands the value of partnership and someone who will feel like we are both blessed to have each other. I love it. Like, this is just like manifest after manifest. We're going to make all this happen. So what? Let's do when it. Texture Style Awards ends up in, as a TV show or like a Hulu show or something, um, and he's by your side, you'll text me, okay? Oh, my God. You're going to be on the other side. You're the one who said the TV show and the man. I'm going to be waiting like this with both of you. Super happy. I love it. Um, okay. Will you send me an invite to the Style Awards in August? Absolutely. If I'm not around, Absolutely. I'm going to ask them for my team to come, okay? Absolutely. I'd love to have you guys there. So this wraps up our interview segment, Monet. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your vulnerability and honesty. It's so meaningful to me. 
Oh, thank you, Jody. Thanks for having me. And I'm just happy to have met you and someone who shares my ambition. So you you get it and understand. So you just made me think of something you did with my team, which was so awesome. We did this, I think it was during COVID, maybe. We had you come, I think it was two or three sessions, to go really, really deep and minutia into how to plan out photo shoot schedules for the hair, yeah. right? So especially when we're talking about textured hair, we're like, we might have to work on the hair the day before the shoot to get what we want yeah. on the shoot day. And it was so amazing. It was so technical, right? So, I mean, you were actually having to teach us almost like we're budding stylists, but we needed to yeah. know this, right? To make sure that we had time on set to get what we want. It was awesome. Thank you. Yes, I really enjoy consulting with brands and firms. And it's so funny. It's part of my diversity and inclusion initiative initiative to consult with you guys because we need to be hiring people who are qualified for the mm -hmm. job. And if you don't know what makes that person qualified, that's why we keep having these advertising debacles where the hair looks just crazy or you know from a production side where you end up being there for 20 hours straight yes i've been on those shoots uh so i'm i'm really happy to help to make change in this industry we're going to have better looking models we're going to have people behind the scenes that feel better about it we're going to have more qualified artists so it, thank you for having yeah it was so valuable because um you know we we make a big effort at base beauty to give the talent and the crew the time to do their job but we're not giving nearly enough time to transition also these styles, right? And to plan this shoot, transition from shot to shot and look to look to take, you know, to, I guess, start with the biggest and, you know, to keep like pulling down the style into what it's going to form, yeah. you know, in shot five or six. And it was instrumental in the way that we plan shoots and um, an incredible education. And we recorded it and we go back to it all the time because it's very valuable Yay! to us. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I think hair is the exact opposite of makeup. For makeup, the simpler you build, mm -hmm. and for hair, it's like the most extravagant and coming down for the most part is better. Well, thank yeah. you for that. And any any brands or businesses that, you know, like you really need to invest in this guidance with Monet because, it, you know, we're not, I'm not a hairstylist. No one on my team is a hairstylist. We have to hire the talent and the crew that's, you know, experienced here, but we have to prep with them as well. We can't just expect them to show up on set with parameters are not conducive to creating success. So um, call Monet. Absolutely. And thank you. And, you know, the truth of the matter is there's only X amount of hours you want to film in a day, 8, 10, or 12. And we get that things can take longer, but there are ways to work with your crew to ensure everybody gets the best result. And why should you keep hiring um, hairstylists? You have to fit everything in, and then the hair doesn't look great at the end. We don't yeah, want we don't want to be retouching bad hair. We want good hair. Exactly. Arts, our philosophy is like the most minimal retouching. The only things we ever do is like if there's like a hair in the middle of someone's face, you know, like that just couldn't get out of the way. We'll take that out. But we really work hard as a team to show humans being humans. But we need great looking hair on set to be able to achieve that. Absolutely. And Base Beauty has done such a great job with your behind the scenes diversity and it shows in your work. So I'm just happy that I had a small part to do. Thank that. you. Okay, we have a few minutes left for fan questions. Maybe we can get to three questions. Is Oh, this is a really good one. Can you talk about a winner from last texture, the first inaugural texture awards? Yeah, so, okay, one of the winners that is coming to mind, uh, Sandra Henry, she won Wavy Hairstylist of the Year. She has gone on to start her own educational program. She has been featured in multiple different magazines. We had uh, Joy Williams, 
who won New Hairstylist of the Year. She is killing it doing beauty pageants, and she has uh, done, I think, like the last two or three Miss USAs, uh, like the actual winners at the competition, and does press with them, and she said it really jump-started her career, uh, mainly the press, and not to mention the thousands of dollars in products and tools. When you want to be a great artist, it can be expensive. You don't always have the money, so this is just a, a way to kick kickstart you. I love that. If you could invent one hair product, what would it be? One hair product. Or tool. Jody, why are your questions so good, Jody? Uh, I would say... One hair product, something that allowed your hair to go from dry to wet and back in minutes. I'm talking like under 10 minutes. And keep keep the curl pattern. So I know we have blow dryers, mm-hmm. but I'm talking something where you can just wet it back in the curl pattern come back. Because when you wet down curly hair, you dry it straight, you wet it down, and then you wet it again. When the curl comes back, it's not clumped. It's not as formed. It, it looks more like uh, oodles and noodles instead of beautiful, luscious curls. Okay. So get working on that, Monet. That's the next <laughs> the next thing in your toolbox to develop. Okay. So last question. Okay. This is really good. What advice would you give to someone just getting into the hair world? Like one piece of advice. Oh, the biggest piece of advice I would give. Um, is continue learning, trust and believe. You don't know a 20th of what you need to know. Um, Remember, God gave you two ears, two eyes, and one mouth for a reason. And I'm going to expand on that. If your first thought is, no, it's not one mouth. He gave me two lips. That means you have to learn to put your ego aside and listen more. Uh, That is your indicator right there that you talk to. Oh my God, this is so great. I want that to be in Monet's quote when we promote her episode. Even though it's in the after (laughs) show, I need it um, as her quote because it is so genius. Oh yeah, sad reality. And Monet knows this to be true because that was always my thought and I had Mm -hmm. to learn to check that ego. I don't know everything. Even if I know it, they may know it better. Thank you for sharing that. This has been so much fun. This is our 235th episode, Monet. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And for our listeners, if you like this episode, please rate and review. And as always, make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform and Instagram to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and all the fun we have along the way. Monet, thank you for joining us. I'm super excited to share your wisdom with our fans. Thank you. I can't wait for this episode to come out. See you soon. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.